1: The early trade for tyre power. Family safety is never up for trade.
0: Yeah, it's a very good morning to you and welcome into what is going to be the craziest trade period you've ever seen. Deals already getting done, which we love. Tim Taranto now plays for Richmond. Bobby Hill plays for Collingwood. Jaden Hunt is off to West Coast. Deals getting done on the first day of trade period, which is somewhat unusual. No doubt there'll be more to follow today. Welcome in. We'd love for you to have your say this morning. You can join in the conversation with us whenever you like over the next two hours. There's no shortage of things to talk about. That number's 1300 23 55 48. It's the early trade. We're here for Tire Power, family safety. Is never up for trade, and a man who's been busy as always, as at this time, is the Australian Football Hall of Famer. The goal kicking champion from the Essendon Football Club is Matthew Lloyd. Laudo, good morning.
1: Good morning to you, Kane. Yeah, and uh, the other news, obviously, from yesterday is Graham Wright saying they've made uh, good progress for a trade between uh, Collingwood and Melbourne for Brodie Grundy's services, and also Tim Taranto with that deal being done. You look at what Richmond can do to get Jacob Hopper. Their first selection Mm. is 31. They've got another one at 86. So, yeah, it's looking like a future first rounder plus like a soldo or something. So they've given away a lot. So they are all in Richmond Kano for for next year to try and win a premiership like Geelong this year. Yeah,
0: 100%. That's the the Geelong model. Um, And now they'll see how they go over the next couple of uh, days and weeks to get that deal done. We'll hear from Jason McCartney from the Giants a little bit later on just on the latest with Hopper. He spoke about Taranto being out of contract, so a bit easier to get that deal done. The fact that Hopper has a year left makes it a bit more complicated, and Richmond are going to have to stack up, but you'd expect um, that would be done. What did you get up to last night? Did you head to the Essendon Investment theorists?
1: Yes, I did. So uh, yeah, I heard uh, Brad Scott, had a good listen to Brad Scott. I arrived late, so I didn't get to hear the new CEO, Andrew Thorburn, speak. I uh, didn't get to hear David Barham speak, but I listened to Brad Scott, and Obviously was there, Uh, congratulations to Peter Wright, who uh, was a surprise winner. I Mm. thought he'd be maybe top five, but didn't expect him to win the best and fairest. But a bit of news, Kano, Um, Anthony McDonald, Tiffin Woody was in the room, uh, despite uh, obviously retiring earlier in the year. And uh, he is contemplating a return back to football to play AFL next year. Uh, Essendon are very keen for him to rejoin Essendon. But leading the race to have Anthony next year is the Fremantle Dockers. You're kidding. Yes, so Anthony McDonald, Tip and Woody. So uh, considering a move to Western Australia to play for Fremantle, if he does decide that he's going to put the work in and uh, play AFL football again. But uh, yeah, both the Bombers and Fremantle are, uh, would like him to play and Fremantle leading the race currently, Kane.
0: How would you feel about that as an Essendon fan if he went and played for... Richmond is a former Essendon champion, I should say. Would, would, would that be okay with you? Do you think he needs that change of scenery? Or would you think he's if he's going to come back, considering how good the club has been to him mm. under a new coach, he should return as a bomber?
1: Well, I think uh, for Anthony, uh, his lifestyle and everything, he's had a fair bit going on. So I think it's the environment that he needs. And uh, if he feels it's best to, to leave Victoria, well, I'd, I'd be comfortable with that. it would be disappointing because he, he's a he's a favourite and they really missed him. Mm. Uh, massively no. devon smith retiring snelling having injuries not re- and tipper when, when Essenham were going tipper was absolutely on fire so uh, he as i said he's got to wor- work out do i want to do the work do i want to have to do months and months to to drop the kilos that he needs to to get back to match fit but i hope he does because serious talent and he may he may re- be one of those blokes that regrets it in 10 years going why didn't i you're a long time retired so I hope he has a has a good crack at it.
0: 100% massive news here this morning uh, from Matthew Lloyd that Anthony McDonald Tip and Woody is contemplating a comeback of sorts be that at uh, Essendon but currently Fremantle leading the race. Bombers fans how would you feel if you saw him in a Fremantle jumper One 48 Lordo's right he was electric in 2021 34 goals and probably has never got the best out of himself because of that um, fact that you alluded to. Has he ever been in the absolute peak physical condition that he has been in and football being his sole focus, if he was able to, uh, encapsulate that, then look out. He could be one of the better small forwards in the game and still only sort of 28, mm. 29 years of age. So you'd think two to three good years left in him. Uh, you can join in and have your say on that one. But big news this morning. Uh, I was looking through the and uh, Best and Fairest results, Lordo, and you mentioned Peter Wright won it. I got a bit of a volcano this morning mm. because he kicked, what, 55 goals? I think 53. it was. 53. 53 yeah. goals and, and won the best and fairest. I was having a look through your records, and I don't want to embarrass you here, Lordo, but uh, 10 times you kicked more than 53 mm. goals in your career. 2000, you kicked 109 goals. 2001, you kicked 105. 2003, 93. 2004, 96. And you did not win the best and fairest at the Bombers. What is going on? You must have been yeah. thinking,
1: what do you have to do? Well, Kano, okay, it uh, it's the one thing that probably... Uh, not irks me, but I'm most I'm most disappointed in that I never ever won a best and fairest. Like I, I marvel at that you winning four of them, uh, and it's something that probably f- is an emptiness that I never ever achieved it. To be honest, and it's actually uh, my list today. Oh, Off the is back it? is my list is we're on the same part is the ten best players. I obviously don't put myself in it, but the ten yeah. best players that uh, were champions but never ever won a club best and fairest. Off the oh. back of probably Peter, good. congratulations to him, but having me think about, gee, yeah, Peter's going to be an Essendon, Peter's an Essendon Best yeah. and Serious winner. Yeah, oh, no, it doesn't it's quite something sit. I would have loved, but oh, <laughs> good yeah, luck him. Yeah, 100%. Oh,
0: I was looking, yeah, it was just yeah. the, the first thing I thought of when I saw that um, he won it, and as you said, taking nothing away from him, but to think that the successful teams that you played mm. in and the season that you had to, to never win one, and I think there may have been a bit more of a shift at club land when the game has been you know, dominated by midfielders, mm. certainly in terms of the awards, not, not in terms of the importance to the team, but seeing Jeremy Cameron win one, Tom yeah. Lynch win one, Peter Wright now win one. They've traditionally been really hard to win as those key position players. But yeah, that was a little yeah. volcano for me. And we're on the same page because I, I also was listening to an interview that Sean Burgoyne did. Mm. I'm not sure if he makes you top 10, don't want to give away your list, but never won a best mm. and fairest either. And I thought, you yeah. know, Sean Burgoyne never, yeah. never won a best and Ferris. Not that he would care because of the team success that he had had. Um, so that was one point. And then the other results are fascinating for me and and systematic of where Essendon are at with some of their finishes from their players. So the first thing that struck me, Lordo, was Andrew McGrath finished 12th mm. in Essendon's best and Ferris. So number one draft pick and... Highly regarded. You, you hardly hear a bad word about Andrew McGrath spoken, and when he speaks in the media, I'm, I'm, I'm listened, I'm, I'm captivated. I think he has great leadership potential. But has he got off scot-free with what he's been unable to achieve in his career so far? 18 games and 12th in the best and fairest for a player that is on, he would be on big money, he'd be on a lucrative contract, he's an important leader of that team and finished 12th. How many games best did you play, Kane? He did played he, 18. 18,
1: yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think uh it is disappointing. and with Andrew is it's not as if he's he's lazy or he's not uh yeah, he, he's head's perfect. Like he he's a, a ripper, absolute ripper. So you just hope that uh with Brad Scott coming in, uh I think the club being at the best and fairest last night, the Crichton Medal, a lot of talk about how they they dropped off in their development of players. And even if you know, I know Andrew's been around longer than a seventeen, eighteen year old, but everyone needs to be developed. And I think uh that's where you hope that Brad Scott can come in and you can see players improve under him because not many did. You know Mason Redman, when I heard Merritt came second, I thought, oh, Redman must have won the best in the right. I thought he had a, a strong year. So yeah. there was only Peter Wright. Uh, I think uh, Laverde, I thought, had a strong year. Um yeah, and Redmond. So there weren't too many that improved. So that's really important for what Essen need to do to see guys like McGrath come through and reach their potential.
0: Yes. So that struck me as well. McGrath's got to be top three every year of this best and fairest. You look at you know, Scott Penderbury, fourteen times top three. You need to strive for that consistency. So that was one. Uh, Dylan Shields got to be got to be better, and he's been you know mm. criticised and was left out of the side at one point this year, and um, you know got his place back late, but. You know, he played the 19 games, just kicked three goals, Dylan Shield. So for Essendon to really improve under Brad Scott, you need better performances from grass. Shield Parrish finished ninth. Mm. I know he missed some footy. I think he only played 15, 16 games. But ninth in a best and fairest team that didn't play finals, you know, he's got to be striving for better than that. So just a couple of those individuals last night out of yeah. those awards. And sometimes just, sometimes the best and fairest is a reflection of yourself. And you walk away and you go, oh, geez, did, did was that how my year panned out and sometimes it can be a springboard into next year.
1: Stringer, he wasn't, he was featured. Didn't even finish, yeah. didn't even
0: finish in the top 12.
1: So that, that's where I, I look at it and say, you know, when Brad Scott comes out and he says uh, we're the youngest list and all those types of things, I think the the scope for improvement is huge. When you see those three or four players who don't finish top 10 in the best and fairest, that's why I made the uh, the comment late last week that I, I wouldn't surprise me if they made the finals or knocked on the door of the finals because there's that much improvement within that group if they are coached hard and coached well under Brad Scott next year.
0: Yeah, so he was strong in his words last night. So just reading some of those quotes in the Herald Sun this morning, Brad Scott said he met with the players an hour before the night last night. He said it was a good opportunity to get together because usually the players are on leave. They talked about the opportunity that they've got and the fact that there's no time to waste and he said, um, certainly in paraphrasing here, but he'll get an indication of how serious the players are by the condition that they turn up day one of preseason. So, you know, I spoke about the, the trip to Ibiza and, and all of that and how serious these Essendon players actually are. Well, Brad Scott's going to drive them pretty hard, which you love to see. If you're just joining us this morning on the early trade for tyre power, here to help you stay safe on the road. The big news from Matthew Lloyd is that Anthony McDonald-Tippenwoody was at the best and fairest last night and he's contemplating a comeback. Um, and the front runners for his services, well, is Fremantle number one, and if not, perhaps the Essendon Football Club. Would love your thoughts on that, 0419 187 323. So Brody Grundy, um, Graham Wright, We I'm not sure if we've got the audio handy, but we'll get that up shortly. But they're well down the, the road of getting a deal done with Melbourne, and there seems to be pretty mature conversations about Brody Grundy playing for Melbourne next year. Lotto and the Pies looking for a top 25 pick, which I think would be around around the number, wouldn't
1: it? Yeah, that's right. Uh, Graham Wright even says we've had conversations for 12 months, uh, so it's it's Wrong. been yeah in the pipeline for a while. Uh, so in oh, sorry, I apologise and that 's so down the Tom Mitchell path uh, in regards to yeah in terms of that uh, yeah that, it seems like both clubs understand the financial. Uh, aspect of it needs to happen they need the money off the book so it makes it easy to get this trade done Cain.
0: Let's have a listen to Graham Wright speaking on day one of trade yesterday. Uh, we've had good conversations with Brady and his management for a long period of time now you know, we'd suspect that he's um, probably uh, going to Melbourne we've had good um, dialogue with them and we feel that that's where they'll head.
1: It's Monday morning do we expect Bobby Hill and Dan McStay to be Collingwood players today?
0: Uh, yes, I would have thought so. Yeah, this afternoon, um, we're waiting on uh, a manager to fly in and, and a few things like that that need to be signed. But yeah, we would have thought that had happened. Mm. There you go. We thought that would have happened. That was one that, uh yeah, I wasn't sure how it would get done and would it, would, would it get done. And I know Collingwood fans are still a little bit um, upset about that or questioning whether that's the best thing for the footy club. So Pies fans, 0419187323. And got to say, Brody Grundy's held himself pretty well in this whole situation.
1: He has, and I hope he plays great football uh, for Melbourne next year because, uh, yeah, I suppose it goes two ways. We're seeing players leave clubs, uh, and in Brodie Grundy's case, he's a pretty loyal guy. Uh, I know Brodie pretty well, and he loves Collingwood, so uh, this is one where it's tough on the player, but, yeah, I hope he can – your best to go and go to somewhere where you want it, and they can see a role for you. And, uh, yeah, how it works with here and gone is going to be one of the stories of 2023.
0: Yeah, look forward to that. Uh, And later on this morning, Andrew Mackey, list manager from the Geelong Football Club, is going to join us. So after 8.30, Cats fans, if you've got a question for him, we will put that to him. So the text number 0419187323. They committed to Sava Radagalia, despite um, some conjecture over his future and some interest from Port Adelaide. They said they love him and he'll be a player there. And Jack Bowes set to make his decision in the next couple of days in Geelong, the front runner for that. But we'll get to him after 8.30. Text coming through. uh, Brad Scott speaking about Essendon having the youngest list. The Gold Coast Crows texted and said, who actually has the youngest list? I always Mm. thought it was my Crows. But if Scott said the Dons, then who is it? Well, I guess we won't know who's got the youngest list until those lists are finalized after the trade period and after the draft. But... Yeah, Adelaide is certainly very young. And the Bombers did surprise me, though, with, with the youth that they've got on their side.
1: Yeah, me too, Kane. And uh, Joe's text in, I made comments earlier in the week that I'd be surprised if Lockie Hunter found a new club. But uh, contrary to Matthew Lloyd's views, it appears that Melbourne, St Kilda, Carlton and North are interested in Lockie Hunter. So there's speculation, but I'm not sure how much of it is real, uh, whether Hunter will find a new club, Joe. But uh, mm. time will tell. I was more based around not his talent, yep. but what's going on off-field sometimes that can be red flags for clubs in terms of attracting someone who would be on decent money in Lockie Hunter.
0: Hey, Lord, I'm going to put you on the under the pump yeah. uh, on the other side of this because we know this time is notorious for spin. Yeah. And I reckon there was a bit of spin yesterday. So I listened to a, a number of clubs speaking yesterday. So I'm going to play some audio. I'm going to get you involved and ask you the question, is that truth or is it a lie? Is it spin Uh, We'll hear for some key players in the trade period on the other side of this. This is Continental Tyres AFL Trade Radio. Continental Tyres engineered in Germany, proven in Australia. Truth or lie coming up on the other side of this.
1: You're listening to Continental Tyres AFL Trade Radio. Engineered in Germany, proven in Australia. Search Continental Tyres today. With a one-in-four chance to win with the Monopoly game at Macca's, win prizes like a year of free Wilson parking, a new Volkswagen Polo GTI with five-year care plan, and more. Download the My Macca's app and play today. And <laughs> 18th of October for full terms. Visit McDonald's.com.au. Install the Install in the
0: hot, hot you've ever seen. Ring comes on steady, hot and strong. It just keeps on and on. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi-finals. all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.